Do you ever watch something and say, where do I know that actor from? Are you tired of endless scrolling across the infinite streaming platforms? Do you want someone to just tell you in a kind of bossy yet non-judgmental way what you should be watching? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome back for another episode of EMDB TV. This week I'm solo again and I'll be breaking down the broad, broad category of competition shows. I say broad category because before we get into it, let's think about what defines a competition show exactly. Is it a game show? Are all game shows competition shows? Are all competition shows game shows? Do you have to have a prize? Does that prize have to be money or have some monetary value? Do you have to eliminate people from this to be considered a competition show? Do people need to be competing against each other? Does there need to be some aspect of scarcity involved? Is there need to be a limited amount of prize money or uh, winnings that can only be had by whoever makes it to the end of something? Does it have to be serial or can it be episodic? Is a game show just an episodic competition show? Does any of this really matter? The answer to that is probably no. So however you want to define competition shows, go ahead and do it. The way that I'm going to talk about them for this week is going to be very specific to the types of shows that I like to watch. So whatever you like to watch, whether that's a competition show or not, have at it. Watch whatever you want. It's, it's your life. So before we get into my recommendations for different competition shows within the various categories, though, I want to talk a little bit about what do you think of when you think of competition shows? And in my mind, like I said in previous episodes, I'm very squarely a, a 90s kid. And so I, I think I, I grew up a lot on MTV as well. And I think that in, in my mind, MTV was really the pioneers within the reality TV space, as well as that reality competition show space, um, at least to whatever led from that afterward. You're thinking about your longstanding shows like Amazing Race, Survivor, etc. But before those, there was The Real World, Road Rules. And then from that, that spawned the challenge. There was dating shows like Singled Out. And so I think that M MTV really led the way in that reality TV programming space. I know that I, I did a little bit of a, a Wikipedia spiral um, doing a little bit of research for this episode. And I was pretty shocked to find how longstanding the real world is and road rules and how those uh, came to be. So even though this week's episode is going to be about competition shows, I would be remiss if I did not discuss the show The Real World, because really The Real World started in 1992, and it was one of the very first reality television shows in the history of TV. I think its predecessor was um, a show out of Sweden called Num Number 28, and it was a very similar format of you put seven strangers in a house and they live together and then you tape it, and that concept of unscripted, just the plot is decided by the participants in the show. And so The Real World was created in 1992, and it ran until 2017. It's one of the longest running shows in the history of TV. And it was one of the it was the longest running program in MTV history. And it's really credited with launching the modern reality TV genre. So the real world started in 1992. And then from the real world, they also created a spin-off series called Road Rules. 
And that series started in 1995, so a couple of years after Real World. And I think where it really got interesting, so Road Rules was a little bit of a competition show in the sense that the the people who lived in an RV together, it was the real world, but in, a, in an RV, essentially, they were tasked with completing missions. But that was with each other. It was together as a team. And so they were not really competing with each other. The, that show, the format of it, and the rules changed over the course of, of that show, and, and it became more of a competition show in the sense that you could vote people off if you failed challenges. But where it really got into what modern competition shows are like now is when they had the crossover between the real world and the road rules cast. And when they did that as a joint episode for those two series, I, I guess the, the ratings were astronomical. So that was it was feeding something that the TV watching population didn't know that they wanted. So when they did those road rules real world face-off that that created a spin-off series called the challenge the challenge premiered in 1998 and it is still running <laughs> it has since surpassed real world i believe as the longest running reality tv series and and in the challenge this took the form more of what you expect from a competition show. There was physical challenges, brain puzzles. There was inner politics of the participants because you could vote people off. You could vote people into sub-challenges where they would have to face off from each other. For anybody who followed the challenge universe for a while too, a lot of these people who participated in these shows they made a lot of money off of it. They just, they started out on the real world. They started on road rules and they made a whole career out of it. The highest winnings was by the contestant CT. Anybody who likes MTV will know who I'm talking about. I think his winnings came in for the challenge over the course of all of the seasons that he participated in as $1.3 million. So no joke, this was like some serious prize money and uh, serious careers that these people built for themselves. And I think that shows like the road rules and real world and the challenge were also interesting because it actually did spawn uh, quite a few very well-known actors. One that comes to mind is Jamie Chung. So Jamie Chung first appeared on The Real World San Diego. You probably know her more recently from her sort of breakout role in Lovecraft Country and before that as on the Hangover franchise but she she started out on the real world also the actor David Giannatoli or I don't know how to pronounce his last name but you'll know him as Grimm from the show Grimm he originally started out on the season of Road Rules South Pacific and that was actually his first quote-unquote acting role or at least that experience solidified his goal of becoming a professional actor. So we have real world and road rules to think. Those are some of the major reality competition shows that I grew up watching anyways. I've always liked competition shows in various categories as well, which I'll get into in a second here. I, I think that I am an extremely competitive person. And so I like that aspect of TV, of competing against others to really be the best at something or uh, to perfect a skill in some ways. I am also a pretty compulsive and OCD person. And so that's probably why I, I like the shows that involve doing one particular thing like a, a craft or, or cooking something to perfection. I think that definitely appeals to me. And I think that co competition shows really are, are interesting as a genre because there's so much room for different structures and game shows or rules within these competition shows that I think that the the 
genre is also pretty ripe for innovation where you can still have that element of surprise because if you try a different format or different rules or different twists, then you can still keep the contestants and the audience at home surprised about where it's going to go. So I do love that aspect as well. All right. So now to get into my recommendations for all different kinds of competition shows. So I think there's probably going to be a little bit of everything in here for you. So if you don't like food shows, then don't watch those ones. You can watch, try some survival shows. If you don't like those ones, try some fashion shows. You don't like that, try some crafting or flower ones or home decorating or whatever. I think the only category of competition shows that I will not be discussing today is going to be any sort of singing, performance, talent shows. Your America's Got Talent, your American Idol, your masked singer, so you think you can dance. All of those shows, frankly, just because I don't watch a lot of those anymore, not super interested in those types of shows. And so don't feel like I'm probably the best person to be giving recommendations for those. But if you like those shows, then have at it. Okay, so for the first category of food shows. So food related competition shows, there's also a lot of different formats of these. So you have the ones that are straight up like professional chefs and uh, it's, oh, you got your top chef or the final table or master chef or chopped or iron chef. And those are the more traditional formats where you have a prompt, you're cooking a particular dish, you maybe have some level of limitations of ingredients that you have to use or you have a theme that you have to do. Um, and, and so those are pretty straightforward. Then within that too, you know, you have some other smaller subgenres, even within food competition shows. So you have a show that I would recommend called School of Chocolate. And that one's interesting because it goes in detail about the engineering and the chemistry involved in chocolate work. And so I think that that's, that's an interesting show where it's the format of it is a little bit different too, where you're not eliminating somebody every single week, but there is a scoring process and you're not quite sure all the way up until the end how the scoring is panning out. But I think that it's also a show where it gives a little bit more leniency to the contestants where the host and the judge, he is really, it really is a school of chocolate. It's about teaching these people how to be better chocolatiers. And as opposed to eliminating them when they are the worst at a challenge, it's about giving them additional time to develop a skill to get them up to pace with the rest of the contestants. So I did like that aspect of it as well. It was not quite as cutthroat as some of these other competition shows can be. And then on the the total other side of the spectrum, you have a show like Nailed It, which is episodic. So every single episode is self-contained. It's a challenge within three contestants for each of those shows. And the thing that amazes me about this is that these are all amateurs, amateur bakers and cooks, and they're tasked with recreating something that that really takes a lot of expertise to do, at least within the time. It might even be impossible within the time constraints that they're given. But that's not really the point of it. The point of it is how hilarious some of these things look. And the thing that cracks me up though, is that you can win quite a bit of prize money from this show. So I think you win like $10,000. And that's seriously like, you think about it for these contestants, you go on this show and you're there for a day, maybe of filming, two days, maybe of filming. And you have a one in three chance of, of winning like $10,000 and also getting some pretty cool cooking or baking gear as a side prize as well. Whereas opposed to a show like Great British Bake Off, which is was a fantastic show and I, I in my mind has degraded over time and over they've changed the course over the course of changing a lot of different hosts and judges, etc. But that format of that show has stayed the same roughly. The thing that is hilarious about that show to me is that there is no prize money involved. 
And it takes like the span of at least 10 weeks to do this. So these people who go on to the show, it really is about bragging rights that you are the best baker and you get like a commemorative plate. But it's like after 10 weeks of your life, that's what you're walking away, away with. If you are indeed the best of some very good bakers within the UK, whereas in Nailed It, you can go there, put out something that looks terrible and potentially win $10,000 because it looks terrible, but it doesn't look as bad as some of the other contestants. As far as bang for your buck or at least prize money for a level of effort, Nailed has got the best turnaround on that. But yeah, it depends what you're going after. Are you going after for bragging rights or are you going after for prestige, for fame? Or, or money. So that's within the food category. There are, of course, lots of other shows within that category, but those are at least ones that I would recommend. So Top Chef being one of my favorite within the traditional formats of those cooking competition shows, School of Chocolate, Great British Bake Off, as well as Nailed It. That leads me to the next category, which is similar, I guess, um, sometimes in format anyways. So within the crafting and making space, and I will also include within this the floral space, but I remember a few years ago when the show Making It was being announced that it was coming out and it was going to be hosted by Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. I just thought that, you know, this was such a great concept for a show. It builds upon a lot of the competition shows that had already existed, but were very specific to like fashion at that time. And it really made it more accessible to your everyday crafter. And so I would highly recommend watching Making It on the kids side of it. There's also another show called Craftopia, which is available on HBO Max. And this is similar in the sense that you have this huge lab with all of these crafting supplies and these kids are just given these prompts of okay build this thing or come up with an idea for a home decor piece or or a fun idea to dress up a trash can something like that and then they just go wild and they just go crazy and they get all the all the supplies and it's really amazing to see what some of these kids come up with and it's it's also really exciting to see that content like that exists today because it's inspiring young people to, to get into that and to see that there are outlets for that type of creativity. And so then also within that space of like making it and crafting, you've got uh, a great show, which I think at this point surpasses Great British Bake Off, but it started out as a spinoff of that show called Great Pottery Throwdown. And, uh, and that is, it follows a very similar format to Great British Bake Off, where you have many challenges within each episode, but it is over the course of a season where you have somebody eliminated every single week. But that show is amazing because you'll learn so much about the ceramics and pottery process. You'll be impressed by the skill level of some of these people and really the difficulty and the amount of work that goes into a piece of ceramics or pottery. So if you watch that show and you're not super familiar with the ceramics process, I think you'll have a, a greater understanding for why handmade ceramics cost so much money. So it's a great pottery throwdown. Definitely recommend that one. And then sort of like a glass blowing version of that show. Different feel though, because it's an American or Canadian show, I guess. Uh, So it's a little bit more aggressive in its editing and a little more dramatic in its editing is the show Blown Away. So Blown Away season three has just come out on Netflix. So if you haven't watched that show, you've got a few seasons to binge on that. And this show is really funny because it takes itself way too seriously for a show that's about glass blowing. But I respect that particular media of art. It is extremely technically challenging. As you'll see if you watch the show, there is a lot of 
particular processes, particular uh, chemistry and science involved in it, as well as artistry. And so that's a, that's a fun competition show to watch too, just because it, it feels pretty ludicrous when the stakes feel very high and it's over a piece of glasswork that somebody has, has made. So yeah, definitely check out those. So within the crafting and making space, I'd recommend Making It, which is available, I believe it airs on NBC, Craftopia, which is on HBO Max, The Great Pottery Throwdown, which is also available on HBO HBO Max, I think it was originally a BBC show, and then Blown Away, which is available on Netflix. And the last ones that I will add within this category is actually in the floral space. There are two shows worth mentioning. I'm not really sure if either one of these are worth watching, but if you like flowers and that's your thing, then maybe check them out. But you've got the show The Big Flower Fight, which is available on Netflix. And this was just one season of it. And this was an English show. The reason why you should check this one out is this one does not take itself too seriously. The challenges are pretty funny. The judges and the hosts are pretty funny. And one of the hosts is actually the female vampire from What We Do in the Shadows. So if you like that show, then you should definitely check out this show because I think this is probably her breakout role hosting this one. And then the other show, which is similar to that, is called Full Blue. Bloom, which is on HBO Max. And this one is like the overly self-serious version of the big flower fight. It it definitely talks very highly of the art of flower arranging. But in either case, whether that's your thing or not, the floral arrangements in both of those shows are very impressive. And so it's fun to watch. Okay, so that's for food and crafting, making and flowers. So in the next category of survivalist shows. So I personally really like these shows because I feel like when I watch TV, I try and absorb the skills that are presented on that or the facts that are presented on it. So I feel like I'm studying when I watch some of these shows of, okay, what mushrooms can I eat? How do I treat water so that it's drinkable? Should I eat a fish if I don't know how long it's been dead for? Those types of things. And so within this space, there's a lot of shows. There's a lot of shows that are just survivalist shows that aren't necessarily competition shows either. But as far as the ones that are competition shows in this space that I really like are the first show being Alone. And I've mentioned this show on uh, another episode of EMDB TV when I was talking to my friend Ryan that this show is great for the first half of it in the sense that you learn a lot about building complex structures, how to hunt, how to fish, how to forage. And you see all these people stocking up and preparing for the onslaught of usually winter for whatever region that they're stranded in. But the concept of this show essentially is that the contestants are totally alone. So there is no film crew. They are given a bunch of film equipment that they are tasked with uh, running. So in addition to surviving they have to actually record their survival they are given satellite phones though so that if they need to tap out or they have any sort of issues then they can exit the competition but the show is really interesting because in the first half of it you see them you know really finding their bearings people getting set up for the long haul of the rest of the show and then the rest of the show is really about making sure that they don't burn down their shelters, that they don't get eaten or attacked by predators, that their hordes of food do, does not get attacked by predators either or scavengers. And it's a waiting game at that point. And so these contestants are all placed around far enough apart from each other with natural borders so that they will never encounter another contestant, so that they remain truly alone. And it's really just about who can last the longest. (laughs) And it's a little bit like Hunger Games, but actually not like Hunger Games in the sense that 
they have no idea how many contestants are left. So it's not like when a contestant leaves the show, they fire a cannon and they alert and say, oh, nine, nine contestants remaining. So you could get 30 days into the show and five people could have already left out of the 10. Or it could be eight people have left and it's just two people left. And those few, two people who are remaining could stay for another three months. You don't know. And so that's the interesting part of it is that it's it's very much a physical survival task, but it's really mental too. And so definitely check that show out. Do have some qualms, moral qualms around the <laughs> ethics around television that is putting people in dire straits like that for entertainment value. Quite a bit of prize money too, and it's all consensual. So I, I guess whatever. It's just a real life squid game. But so enjoy that. The other show that is within the survivalist category is Naked and Afraid. <laughs> and that is... Uh, accurate description of that so that's essentially a survivalist show these are in the typical naked and afraid structure that's two contestants usually a man and a woman in the xl formats it's a lot of different contestants and they're all naked and uh, I guess afraid of being naked in the wild. So they are naked and they essentially have to survive for a certain amount of time. And then after that amount of time is over, then they have to make a trek to some sort of uh, point where they will be retrieved. And, and that show is interesting because of the added layer of, yes, they are naked and I guess the biggest takeaway that I've t- gotten from that show is first and foremost, and if you're in that situation, make yourself some shoes, okay? Protect your feet because the rest of the show experience is going to be terrible if you don't focus on that first. So you got to focus on finding water. You got to focus on conserving your energy at the highest and the hottest points of the day. And you got to focus on making shoes, weaving some sandals. So if you go on that show, learn how to make shoes before you go there. I promise you, every contestant that does well, they, they, they protect their feet, or at least anybody who looks like they don't have a completely miserable experience. Protect your feet, people. Okay, and the last one to recommend within this category of survivalist shows is this show called Win the Wilderness. And Win the Wilderness is an interesting concept because there's this, essentially this couple up in Canada, I believe. They home they built this entire homestead. And so they built all of it from the ground up and they did not have any children or grandchildren who wanted to inherit this estate. And they wanted to leave it to somebody who is going to be capable of taking care of it and who is passionate about that type of lifestyle. So When the Wilderness is a show that involves all of these different couples who have applied basically for the honor of winning this homestead at the end of it. And so they all compete against each other. They do different challenges as far as fix the water well or clear this runway. And so all tasks that are going to be necessary if they're actually capable of continuing to run that homestead. So that's a really fascinating show and a little bit different too. And the story just of the couple who who created that homestead to begin with is, is really interesting and touching. Okay. And then in the categories of design. So you've got design as far as fashion and you've got design as far as architecture and home decorating. So within the fashion category, everybody's going to think of the show Project Runway, right? That is the OG fashion design competition show for sure. Similar to Great British Bake Off though, in my opinion, the show has degraded over the course of changing the judges, changing the hosts. And so I would really recommend if you are a fan of Project Runway and you are missing Heidi and Tim, then check out Making the Cut, which is on Amazon Prime. And this is like an elevated version of Project Runway, I would say, where it seems like the resources and the budget are much bigger, as well as the, the structure of it is a little bit more realistic where the designers are not necessarily expected to be the best sewers or the best fabricators. They are 
expected to be the best designers. And so in making the cut, they actually do leverage professional seamstresses, but then you'll see the challenges of actually getting designs that are translatable to hand off to somebody for them to produce. So different difficulties associated with that show versus Project Runway. The stakes are definitely higher too. And I, I think there's the, the production quality is a little bit, it's a little bit more serious than uh, Project Runway. And then very similar to both of those shows, I guess people like these shows, so they're going to develop them, is called Next in Fashion. And the, that's with the guy Tan France from Queer Eye and also Alexa Chung, the model, are the hosts. And yeah, that's just like another fashion show, fashion design competition show. So if you want to check that one out, you can too. But yeah, Making the Cut, I think, is probably the best one in my opinion right now. For home decorating, so a lot of shows that came to mind in this space anyways, as far as competitions go, they're actually not American shows. They are either set within Australia or the Asia Pacific region. And so (laughs) a lot of these shows, actually, I find that I watched these when I was on maternity leave and I was just watching TV at all hours of the day because I was up feeding a baby at all hours of the day. But one show that in particular that I really liked was called Instant Hotel. And this is set in Australia, and this is a competition show where it's all of these different pairs of property owners, and they set up their properties as you know short-term rentals or instant hotels, and then they stay at each other's places, and then they evaluate them, and then at the end of it, they vote on who had the best property. And so as you can imagine, it's a lot of cattiness, and so that's a, a really fun one to watch. There's a couple of seasons on that one. And then the other show is, the other two shows are probably a little bit outdated as far as I I wouldn't turn to them for any sort of like home decorating ideas, but they are enjoyable to watch as competition shows anyways. So one of them is The Apartment, and this is a super long-standing, well-known home decorating competition show, at least internationally. And this is essentially like they, each of the contestants, they get an apartment. And over the course of the show, they decorate and redo different rooms within those apartments. And then I think the prize is that at the end of it, you get some internship or something like that, a design house, and then also you get one of the apartments. And then the interior design masters is another one, which the the judge from the apartment is also a judge on interior design masters. If you watch either of these shows, you will recognize him. He is a larger than life personality. And in interior design masters, it's basically, it's a pretty typical home decorating competition show where they are tasked with a prompt of decorate a living room and make it family friendly or make it an entertainment room, etc. And then they're evaluated on, on who's, whose design was best. And that's about it. Okay. And then the very last category that I'm going to talk about is within the dating and social category. So these are a little bit trickier, I think, in the at least for the dating ones, because is this a competition? If there's no prize money, is it a competition show? If the competition or the prize is just ending up with somebody at the end of that show, is it really a competition show? But there is a level of scarcity where if you get paired up with somebody, then they're not going to be paired up with somebody else. So I guess in that sense, it is a competition show. So at least ones that are more clearly considered competition shows within the dating and social space. One that I found was very entertaining, at least the first time that I watched the first season because the concept of it was very novel, was a show called Too Hot to Handle. And the reason, the premise of this show is that they get a bunch of really attractive, very hot people together on a beautiful island. 
and they just think that it's going to be this this giant party the whole time and they're all like really horny and like looking to hook up with each other and and they're all these people who have never been in serious relationships and like all they want to do is just hook up with other beautiful people and and the twist on this show is that there is a certain amount of prize money and the way that the, all of the contestants can um, retain that prize money at the end of the season or at the end of the show is by not hooking up with each other. <laughs> so it's a show about trying to abstain. And the hilarious part is that when they slip up, they lose money. And it's a pot of money that is for everybody involved in the competition. So it's not like one person loses their funds. It's like everybody loses money. And so then it's very, it's announced to the group who slipped up and how much money that is costing all of them. I won't spoil the end with that structure. There is a possibility where there is not very much money at the end of the season. (laughs) So definitely check out that show. It's just really funny to watch these people as they find out that this is the premise of the show that they're on. The other show that is like a social competition and dating show, not really dating, but a show called The Circle. And this one is very interesting, especially I think in today's world, because we all live behind screens and we don't really know who we're talking to when it's on the internet or with filters and and all of this stuff and AIs are these real people, et cetera. And so The Circle is interesting because the premise of this basically is it gets a bunch of people, they all live in the same apartment building, but they do not interact in person. They only interact via The Circle, which is the social media platform of the show. And they are essentially trying to network with each other, get people to not eliminate them. And occasionally there are people who are not who they are making themselves out to be. So they are catfish. And so it's a bit of a popularity contest, but then it's also based off of what their social media presence is within the circle, whether people can tell if they are who they represent themselves to be or not. And then there is quite a bit of prize money at the end of that one, I believe. Okay, and then the last one within this space that I have talked about on previous episodes is Snowflake Mountain. This one is interesting just because it's a a cross between a survivalist show, but not really because the stakes are very low as far as nobody's really going to get hurt anyways. The challenges at least don't put them in these dire straits. But this is an interesting one because it mixes the structure of the too hot to handle where it's a prize money It's a pool of prize money that everybody is trying to either retain for the group or potentially win for themselves if a winner is chosen. And that because this is the first season of this this show, too, you don't really know where it's going to go or how it's going to end up. And it's interesting, too, because a big part of the show is really just all of these Gen Z snowflakes who are learning how to be adults. And that's the greatest prize of all, right, is is being a self-sufficient adult. So we're all winners at the end of that one. So yeah, so that wraps up all of my recommendations within the various categories of competition shows. As you can tell, this category is extremely broad. There are tons of shows that I did not mention at all, but these are at least ones that I can personally attest to. And so if you have the hankering for a competition show and you want to watch any of these in this particular category, I hope I've given you enough recommendations to tie you over. If you liked the format of this episode, please do let me know. If you have other categories of shows that you would like to hear my thoughts on, please also let me know. And uh, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. Thanks for listening to EMDB TV. Check us out on social media at EMDB TV and at www.emdbtv.com.